The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transformed. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, with the Reverend Derek when the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I've been interviewing different people during the summer talking about New Thought history and now I'm shifting to how New Thought impacts the community. So I thought about a powerful person that I know that I've known for some years and I know she's doing great work in the world. So today I want to interview, I am interviewing the founder of the girls mentoring program polished pebbles and the author of the book they are all the same girl miss kelly fair how you doing there kelly i'm well galen how are you i'm doing well doing well so you know obviously um you know we've known each other for quite some time but could you tell the audience a little bit about your background and who you are etc absolutely so i am a I'm a native Chicagoan from the far south side of the city, um, and, you know, one of the things that becomes a, a big part of your identity um, when you've been a member of Christ Universal Temple, and particularly all your life is, I'm known as a Johnny Coleman baby. So I grew up in Christ Universal Temple since I was a very young child, my entire family. Um, so that influence of um, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman and the Christ Universal Temple and the New Thought community is, is huge for me. Um, professionally, I am the uh, founder and executive director of Polish Pebbles Growth Mentoring Program, 
We are a Chicago-based mentoring program um, where we serve close to 2,000 girls here in the Chicagoland area. However, this year we're going nationally, um, and we'll be working uh, with some school districts down in Dallas, Texas, uh, a pilot of our program for college-level students at Duke University, um, and then we'll also be serving uh, some girls right next door to us here in Chicago at Gary, Indiana. Um, Polish Pebbles was founded back in 2009, so we'll have our seventh year anniversary next month, and we focus on girls being great communicators at home, school, and a future workplace. And I'd love to share with you soon, um, you know, how much uh, communication is really important and key to me, Galen. But that that's a, a big chunk of who I, uh, who I am, um, you know, professionally and personally as well. All right. So how was it like growing up in a New Thought church, especially under – you know, uh, a ministry led by, you know, the legendary minister, uh, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Uh, you know what? I think it's, it, 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 it's a huge influence. One, to grow up in a New Thought church, and so as a child, you just kind of, it's a process of kind of understanding what that means and how other people perceive it. Um, you know, even within the world of Christianity. Uh, but I, I think one of the things that probably is most distinctive about my experience of growing up at Christ Universal Temple is to be a part of a ministry founded and ran by an iconic female minister, you know, because that still was very unheard of, you know, at that time to have, you know, a ministry that was led by a female. And so it, it was very commonplace for me to associate, you know, uh, leadership with women um, because you saw Johnny, you saw all her staff ministers, assistant ministers like Reverend Dr. Helen Carey, um, you know, who were in these leadership roles and who were strong, who were confident, but they were soft and they were tender as well and they were sincere in their caring for individual um, uh, members but also for this large congregation as a whole. So I think that had a strong influence, and I think one of the other things that was very distinctive about Christ Universal Temple that had a huge influence is it was one of the first mega churches, and particularly in Chicago. So we were this growing, you know, ministry that was growing leaps and bounds, um, not only in the amount of members but also in the amount of space, and um, you know, with having a very large church. So that was a part of the conversation. So. You know, it was these unique things that, you know, you were associated with that if you grew up there, it wasn't a big deal to have a female minister and have a female minister who was very confident, assertive, and all those things. And you start associating, well, that's who women can be and could be in many cases should be. Um, and doing it big is how women can be, could be, and should be, uh, you know, when you have a, a – a, iconic leader who is a trailblazer and doing what no other minister is doing, male or female, Christian or any other faith, um, and leading the way and growing such a large ministry, it just really sets your sights like, what big things does God have planned for me? And I know I must be able to do it because I've been embedded in this ministry and this congregation of people, and we've made it a part of our culture to do big and great and good things. So I, I think that had a that those are some of the things I think really had an impact on me. So um, obviously you were embedded in in this theology as a child, 
and obviously influenced by the great examples of leadership. So once you became an adult as an African-American woman, how did New Thought help you engage and um, and empower yourself as you deal with life on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So one, I, I think two things. One of the things that Reverend Comey used to say all the time is truth is anywhere. <laughs> you can find truth anywhere. And so I think with that being the case, it kind of re- removes um, a certain fear you may have about, oh, if I leave my church, oh, if I leave my home, oh, if I'm not surrounded by people who go to see you or believe exactly the same things, how can I stay, uh, you know, grounded? When truth is everywhere, that means you're going to find somebody else who is an expression of God with skin on you know, whether it be away at school, whether it be through a boss, a supervisor, at, you know, one of your college jobs. Um, so, so it kind of removes some of that fear that I'm not going to be able to be grounded and have my faith be an important part or have a support network because truth is everywhere. And then I think one of the things that was also important is uh, finding truth in a variety of different texts. So studying is really important, and we saw that through the Johnny Coleman Institute. You know, so in addition to coming to church on Sunday, people who were members of Christ Universal Temple took classes and learned basic truths. And so studying to show yourself approved and, and, and studying and strengthening your spirituality on a daily basis is another strong part of that culture that I think had an influence. So as I was preparing to go away to school at Howard University, it was like, all right, let me get some books. All right, let me make sure I have my daily inspirations and some tapes from church. And the uh, collegiate ministry was really, really big on that. So it was like you could create your own kind of little service or meditation or, you know, uh, daily inspiration for yourself on your college campus, you know, wherever you were, God is, and God is there in that in that moment. And you got that from CET. So, you know, but it, it didn't just have to be DIs, daily inspiration. Um, I always have loved Susan Taylor, um, the former editor of Essence Magazine, and all of her readings. And so those monthly inspirational pieces she would put in the Essence Magazine, those were spiritual pieces that really helped me grow. The books she put together became daily reading for me or learning about Iyana Van Zandt because Reverend Coleman was one of those first people who helped expose us to who Iyala Van Zandt and what Faith in the Valley was and how to incorporate it in your daily life. So when I think about that influence, it, it helps it, it helped me understand that spirituality is not something that just only happens in Sunday in one specific place. My spirituality is every part of who I am, and it is with me, and my faith is with me, and God is with me wherever I go, whenever, however. So I think that was a really, really strong part uh, in helping me transition to uh, bring new thought and bring my spirituality with me um, as I kind of continue to transform and grow as an adult. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to make sure that people do have the number to call in if they want to call in and ask you any questions about your mentoring program, about your book, and things of that nature, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, the number is 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. If you want to call in and make a comment or ask a question, you don't have to have questions, 888-558-6489. So, Kelly, what is Polish? 
pebbles. Sure. So, Polish Pebbles, like I mentioned earlier, is a growth mentoring program. I started seven years ago here on the south side of Chicago. And I'm going to tell you, the influence, again, uh, to start Polish Pebbles, where did it come from? Christ Universal Temple. Um, so, you know, there have been tons of teachers and mentors who supported uh, me from Christ Universal Temple and had a strong influence. But one of my most influential mentors that I've had in life to date was the Reverend Dr. Linda Shepherd, who was an administrator at Christ Universal Temple. And I learned a lot about community programming. I learned a lot about how to run programs and needs um, and the culture of working with girls and women. And I got that through being a part of and kind of shadowing Linda as she had a For Women's Only class at Christ Universal Temple, and she was also one of the founders of the Girls Mentoring Program at CET Clock Row Power. And so Linda made a transition in 2006 really kind of suddenly, and it caught a lot of us off guard. And I started thinking of different ways that we could continue some of the efforts and initiatives that she had, um, not just within a Christ Universal Temple, but how do we take this out to the larger community? And so I was kind of starting to transition. Uh, I was working corporate. So I've been in education for about um, close to 15 years now, Galen. Um, so I'm a speech pathologist by training, so communication is really important to me that way. But I also worked in educational publishing um, with McGraw-Hill. And so I managed research studies, and I also managed their national marketing for a couple of their divisions. I was making the decision to leave my corporate job because it just wasn't feeding me in the same way, and I wanted to get back to more nonprofit and direct service work. And at the same time, Linda Shepard made her transition. And so it kind of felt like there was this gap in this void. You know, my mentor had made her transition. A lot of the programs that she was intricately involved in seemed like they were coming to a halt or pausing. So I felt just kind of like, well, let me start this polished pebble thing. Let me take what I know and take it out to the world and, and build upon it. And, and it was kind of like my canvas. And so... I started it, and it has a focus on girls being great communicators at home, school, and the future workplace. Galen, I'm passionate about communication, one, because I'm a speech pathologist, two, because I, I was working as a marketer, um, three, Linda taught me how important it is for girls and women to stay connected and share experiences because that's how we empower and grow, um, you know, as women as a group. Um, but more than anything else, I was a shy girl. You could not have paid me money <laughs> when I was, you know, an adolescent. If a guest speaker came to my school and they may have been giving away $500 to the kid who knew the answer to that question, I would sit in that auditorium, know the answer. I was a smart kid, had a strong family influence, but I just didn't have the confidence. You could have paid me money to get up and answer a question. I was too worried about if I was going to trip and fall on my way up to stage, what if I got the answer wrong, my clothes are not as cute as the other girls, my hair keeps pooping up and not laying down. And so all those different reasons led me to not be a great leader um, and not step into my innate, really strong communication skills. And um, so I started Polish Pebbles because I didn't want girls to have to continue to go through that. And the research says that's really common. By sixth grade, most girls' self-esteem takes a nosedive, and that's exactly what happened to me. So I figured let's start a program that talks to girls specifically about 
why it's important to be a great communicator and how it strengthens you individually and your self-esteem, but also how it makes you a stronger person to go out into the rest of the world, whether it be in school, but also in the workplace. So part of what made the difference for me, Galen, of course, was being at Christ Universal Temple and that influence. But part of what made the difference to me as an adolescent was I always wanted to work. <laughs> I told you I love Susan Taylor. I told you I love Essence Magazine. I wanted to be an Essence lady. To me, Essence women were these strong, powerful, good-looking women who were family women, but they were also career women. So when I was an adolescent, I said, shoot, it's summertime. I need a job. And at 13, that's what I told my mom. <laughs> I said, look, this summer I need a job because that's what Essence ladies do. And I got a job at Dudley's Beauty College. It was a summer job. I did whatever they asked me to do. I didn't get paid anything. I worked two half days a week, but those women mentored me. And it was a member of Christ Universal Temple who happened to be the director at Dudley's Beauty College, and that is Betty Clawson. And she's still the director today. Ms. Clawson and those women mentored me, helped me build my communication skills, my confidence, how to dress, what to do, how to be the best professional and best student I can be. And that started me off on this whole kind of like trek through high school and through college where I had really strong female work supervisors who mentored me, who molded me, who helped me understand the innate leader that's within me. They were like my truth teachers, and I didn't even know it. They didn't go to Christ Universal Temple. They weren't necessarily new thoughts. But, again, it goes back to what Reverend Coleman said, truth is everywhere. And I was just blessed to be placed in those opportunities where these women were teaching me truth and helping me find the Christ within me. Beautiful, beautiful. I just want to, because um, we're probably about two and a half minutes from the break, I just wanted to okay. again give the number. Uh, if you want to call in and ask Kelly a question, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. also want to make sure that everyone is aware that next week I will not have a show that is um, live. They'll play an encore episode. I'll actually be in Unity, at Unity Village, rather, for a, a meditation retreat. And so I won't be involved with broadcasting a show next Wednesday. Also, beginning next month, I'm going to start a series on the book, teaching the book chapter by chapter, Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. So I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to purchase the book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. I'll start next, well, in September, first Wednesday in September, teaching it chapter by chapter. So make sure that you're involved with that. Also, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give. Go to www.unity.fm and click on the donate button and help support this online ministry. I also want to let you know that this ministry is broadcast all over the world because it's on the Internet. So there are people listening in Europe. There are people listening in Africa, Central America, uh, South America, etc. So we don't know how far this truth goes. And it is a, a good thing to support because as we spread the principles of better living where people can discover the truth of God in themselves and discover their own self-worth. What that will allow them to do is live empowered and then pass it on 
and pay it forward. So we want to make sure that we are paying it forward as well. Um, one last thing before we go to the break, I want to remind you that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are available for free on iTunes and Stitcher Radio which is an Android app. So you, all you have to do is type in Truth Transforms or my name, Galen McDowell, and it'll pop right up on iTunes. You can listen to all of the episodes. You can have it set up to well go to your mobile device automatically. So we're, it's time for our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Someone once said there are two ways to get to the top of an oak tree. Climb the tree or plant an acorn and wait. If we expect changes to happen in our lives, we may want to consider climbing. Plus, changes needn't be monumental. Sometimes it's as easy as an attitude shift. Life is what we bring to it. Do you have a job that seems less than exciting? When you walk through the door, bring joy with you. Life looks better when viewed through a positive attitude. Are you facing a health challenge or surgery? Get rid of your fears by focusing instead on spirit working in and through you. When you remember that with God all things are possible, your outlook cannot help but change. Today, wherever you go, whatever you face, do so with joyous expectations. Release your inner splendor and allow the light and love of God to guide your way. This mindful moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition. Perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Give it a test run with our 30-day free trial offer. Learn more at unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit. Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm interviewing Kelly Fair, the founder and CEO of Polished Pebbles and the author of the book, They're All the Same Girl. Uh, Kelly, could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now with Polished Pebbles, how people can contact you and how they can get involved? Absolutely. So, you know, we've grown it over the last seven years. We started off with two girls at a monthly Saturday program, and now we have grown the program to work with close to 2,000 girls here in Chicago, South and West Side, through school day and after-school programs um, and public schools, charter schools, and public housing. Um, and that focus on communication, and we have a strong focus, again, on career development. So we partner with businesses like Bloomingdale's and Microsoft, and girls get to go do job shadows with those businesses during their time at Polished Pebbles. So the energy is really picked up. People are interested in programming for girls um, about communication and about the career development. So we are expanding, Galen. We're very excited this year nationally. So we will actually be serving girls this year through a, a grant we got through the Jaffe Foundation um, out of New York, um, serving girls in Gary, Indiana. This year, we'll also be down in Dallas, Texas, uh, working with the Haley Elementary School and training um, a school there on how to implement their own Polished Pebbles program there, which is really directly tied to my book. So when we start talking about the book, I, I you know, can make some connections there. And then our final national site that we're expanded to this year, we're really excited. You know, when you've been working with girls for seven years, they grow up on you. <laughs> so they go from elementary school and middle school and to high school, and now they're going off to college campuses. And our girls still need really, really strong support when they're getting to college campuses. Many of them are young women of color, African-American women, um, Latino women that need to know as maybe first-generation or low-income students how to find resources and mentors and strong connections on campus. So we will be doing a pilot of our program at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina this year with some young women down there. So we're excited to be in Dallas at Duke and then next door in Gary, Indiana this year, growing Polished Pebbles. Um, so it's a, it's an exciting time for us. Oh, beautiful. What's, what is your website address? Sure. You know, if people are interested in getting more information, getting involved here in Chicago, but if you're in another state and you're interested in learning more about Polished Pebbles and how you can grow it at your church or your school, um, if you're an educator, they can reach us at www.polishedpebbles.com. They can sign up to get our weekly e-newsletters. There's our phone number on there as well and send us an email too um, to find different ways that you can get involved. You want to send a donation. You want to become a volunteer. We have a Saturday program here in the Chicagoland area that people can volunteer in. Or if you're interested in learning more and you're in one of those cities in areas that we're in, in North Carolina and Dallas, you know, find us at polishpebbles.com, and we'd love to connect. All right, beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about your book, They Are All the Same Girl, and obviously this work, this book was inspired by the work that you do, but could you talk a little bit about your new book? Sure. So They Are All the Same Girl is essentially a youth mentoring training manual. Um, so it was an opportunity to look at sharing a lot of the experiences and lessons that I've learned, that our volunteers and our staff and parents have learned 
um, over the last seven years while we've been mentoring our girls and building the Polish Pebbles program, there are so many girls out here that need to be served and supported, young people, period, male or female, inner city, rural America, um, that are in need of trusting and loving, supporting relationships with adults. Because a lot of the kids that we serve uh, in our need of services are living in high levels of trauma in their homes and their communities and really are lacking those kind of really strong mentoring relationships that will help propel them into future success. So the book, They're All the Same Girl, is a compilation of those lessons and shared experiences. It provides people with the heart, and an inspiration on how to, um, you know, on how to get involved and how to structure your programs, structure your youth mentoring efforts, and just sometimes an inspiration to keep going because this work ain't easy. <laughs> you know, funding sometimes is, you know, so it's, it's really important to stay focused on the purpose that God has given us in doing this work, um, the impact that it has, and also that all that we need and the resources that we need are right here with us, and we just need to stay open to it. So um, tons of different things that I like to share in there, uh, you know, things like volunteer recruitment, how to keep volunteers motivated, um, keeping your team together for teamwork, because that's really important when working with young people, removing the perceptions that we may have about young people. We are so quick a lot of times when we see the needs that, our young people need in our communities to be supported more. But sometimes we have a tendency to look at it very negatively. These kids need this. They need that. Well, it's important that we view them as God's children, that we remove the negative perceptions that we may have about them or people in those communities. And so it includes some stuff about that as well. And then, you know, I can't get away from talking about the influence of Christ Universal Temple uh, you know, in my work as well. And so there's a couple of chapters that I actually talk about from that influence. There's one chapter that I call, uh, I love to tell the story. One of the things that's really important when you start, I think, any business, but particularly a nonprofit or social enterprise business, to get the word out there and to grow it, you've got to be willing to talk about it all the time. It's got to be something that you love, something that you're passionate about, because that's how you get the word out and get, people to come in and provide resources and support you. I learned that from who? The Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Every October at CUT <laughs> is mm-hmm. anniversary month. And one of the lessons that she had on one of those anniversary month Sundays was always entitled, I love to tell the story. And so she told that story about how she had been diagnosed with you know, uh, uh, incurable illness and how the unity pamphlet fell off the coffee table in our home, and that's how she found out about unity and began her ministry. She loved to tell a story. And out of a 50-year ministry, we never got tired of it. (laughs) We kept listening to it. We loved for her to love to tell the story. And I think there's lessons for us to be, you know, learn as entrepreneurs and people who run community programs, you got to love to tell a story. It's got to be your passion. It's got to be your thing um, because that's when it becomes infectious and other people want to follow you. They want to support you. Um, so that's an important thing. And then there's another chapter in there. Um, I call it Mentoring Pioneers, Ruth and Naomi, Fostering Intergenerational Mentoring. You know, sometimes, Galen, we have, again, more false perceptions. Sometimes people say, well, young kids only need young adults to to mentor them or, oh, they only need, you know, people who have white-collar professions and not blue-collar professions. Uh Uh-uh. 
Our young people need everybody in our community to get involved and support and start loving them. And so in this chapter, Ruth and Naomi, I talk about how important it is for women to come together and, and mentor through the different generations. There's things that young people can learn from younger women, from more mature women, and I learned that and the power of women from different walks of life and different age ranges connected at Christ Universal Temple <laughs> through the women's ministry. And, you know, so it was these mentors and these role models that I grew up with at Christ Universal Temple. They were these beautiful, you know, vivacious women who truth was so important and such a central part of who they were, but they were fun-loving. They were sincere. They were growing together as a community. Um, and that was impactful on my personal development, and I believe that it has the same level impact um, on young people as well. So there's a chapter in the book about that. So, you know, I tried to, you know, craft the book where it talks about some of the inspirational stuff and some, you know, really hardcore step-by-step how-tos. But it's a great book for practitioners who work with young people, whether you be an educator, a school social worker, a counselor, and a faith-based community. You know, okay, it's a great I have how-to. a caller that's oh, online. Okay. Um, uh, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Yes. Hi. Yes. Where are you calling from, Dawn? I'm calling from Chicago, Reverend McDowell. All right, all right. Do you have a question for Kelly? Or I do. I have a couple of questions, and I didn't know um, if I should just limit it to one. One is to one is how she established her Polished Pebbles as a non-for-profit, and the second was how she is uh, securing the funding for the program. How are you doing, Reverend? I'm doing well. Good. Cool. So uh, how did I establish it as a non-for-profit? Yeah. Um, you know what? I think what it sometimes the saying is I put the cart before the horse. Uh-huh. So some people start and they have everything conceptually on a piece of paper. Right. They have a business plan and they put through their 501c3 application. Uh-huh. I started more so because I just wanted to get something out in the community. And I started with the program first. Right. And we actually started off with two girls in a community room in a library um, on the south side of Chicago. And I used a lot of the networks I already had from Christ Universal Temple, the women I knew that came in that kind of served as those first initial mentors. Uh-huh. Um, the girls who were there probably came from that too. So, but as we grew, Word of mouth is how it, it got stronger. So I'm a big proponent of growing a program is about doing it, mm-hmm. <laughs> about figuring it out. You can't wait for the grant dollars to happen. You know, it, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do some of these sessions and, and, and activities with young people. Um, and so you just have to do it and figure it out and get it started and talk about it and grow it. And it will grow within itself. I'm going to tell you what else helped me get started, Dawn. You asked me about funding. Yes. yes. The, the, some of the ladies at church that would walk up to me and found out about what I was doing. with uh-huh. And they fold up that $20 bill. They yes. fold yes. up that little chest and flip it in your hand. And those early donations by granola bars, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, a lot of those initial things that we needed to get started. So that helped get us our start. Um, okay. Funding now? comes from a variety of sources. Um, it can be from our partnerships with school districts, with federal public housing. Um, it can be from grants. 
Um, but a lot of it comes from individual donors. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest, we need more individual donors. People in our community who will do small things like $20, $25 a month. Okay. And if we get enough of them, those put together can help fund us to stay in certain schools. Our school budgets across the country, but especially in a city like Chicago, are getting slashed every day, which means uh-huh. that programs yes. like ours get cut. Mm-hmm. Um, so individual don- donations help keep us going. And people can go to com and they can make online donations there. Well, I am calling because I am very proud of you. I have watched it from the beginning. So when they said we can call in, I wanted to say I'm proud <laughs> of you and thank you for having the program and keep up the good work. And also, uh, Reverend McDowell, I'm very proud of this program, too, is getting me back into my books. So thank you for both of you guys. That's great. That's Thank great. You Be so ready much, for sir. September. I we I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you. God All bless. Right. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. So, so Kelly, where can they actually get your book? So they actually can go online uh, to our website and purchase our book um, at polishpebbles.com. Um, people can purchase books there. And if you're interested in hosting me, um, maybe for a workshop, I think I'll be down in North Carolina in about a month or so doing a workshop for a lot of community organizations and faith-based organizations that have collectively come together to use the book as a workbook um, and do a, a workshop on how to get, a, you know, a, a youth mentoring program going or how to strengthen it. You can reach us on the website for that, too. So polishpebbles.com is where you can get your copy of They're All the Same Girl. Yeah, you know, as as you were as you were uh, speaking with Dawn, um, a statement that Reverend Coleman used to say all the time popped in my head, and I don't know if you remember, but she would say, uh, "All of God's ideas come fully clothed, whatever is needed yeah. for the expression of the ideas in the idea." Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's sort of the same thing. Well, how do you do things? The first thing you have to do is you have to accept the idea completely. Right. You know, it's that. If God gave you the idea or, you know, as, as the proverb says, you know, not biblical proverb, but, you know, <laughs> regular proverb, if God gives you the vision, then God gives you the privilege. You know, it's, you know, but it's, it's, it's really accepting the idea and understanding that if you will allow it to unfold, it unfolds itself. You know, so it, that thought just came to my mind. I just wanted to share that. So in in looking at the They Are the Same Girl and mm-hmm. um, working with obviously all the things that you've been doing with Polished Pebbles, could you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're most proud of so far out of the seven years of working with um, girls mentoring? Sure. So I, I think one of the things, what, there's a couple of different moments. Um the work that we've been doing with Polish Pebbles, um, particularly in building our, our business partnerships, right, because we figure what better way to help girls understand why it's important to be a great communicator but to use the future workplace as the campus. And that's why we form partnerships with businesses like Microsoft and Bloomingdale's and Carson's and have to Hyatt and ThoughtWorks and Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so Bloomingdale's has actually been one of our, if not the longest partner, oldest partner that we've had, and um, where we take girls down to Bloomingdale's after they've finished 10 or 20 weeks of polished public sessions and they do a job shadow. 
they may shadow the VP of the Bloomingdale's region or director of human resources or public relations or work the floor in cosmetics or in sales. Um, and so when we started this back, you know, back in 2010 with Bloomingdale's, it was the first time Bloomingdale's has had a long history of mentoring young people across the country and especially in their uh, headquarters in New York. But it was the first time young people had been brought into the Bloomingdale store. And for us, that's a big deal. We're working with girls on the south side of Chicago who grew up in the city and may live 10 to 15 minutes from downtown Chicago but have never been there before, you know, never been to the Gold Coast of downtown and never experienced the financial district. And so this whole piece of bringing and mixing the girls and weaving them into the Bloomingdale store in their day and having employees work directly with them was really like some trailblazing stuff. And so Bloomingdale noted that. Other Bloomingdale's markets across the country saw what we were doing here in Chicago with Polish Pebbles and said, ooh, we want to get involved in youth mentoring too. We want to do what they're doing in Chicago. So as a thank you and acknowledgement for our work, um, Bloomingdale's and the White House actually invited us back in 2011 to have one of our girls introduce the first lady, Michelle Obama, at the National Mentoring Summit. And that was a huge, huge opportunity for us in itself. But the process of picking a young woman and training her was even more of an eye-opening experience and really truth in action. And so we chose Deneen Borner. She was one of our freshmen high school students at Harlan High School here on the south side of Chicago. And we chose Deneen not because she was necessarily the usual suspect, right, the kid with the highest grades or the kid who was most involved. But she was so dedicated and committed to coming to Polish Pebbles and just had a really great spirit. We had Galen about a week and a half to train this young lady and get her ready to go to introduce the First Lady of the United States of America. And we put her through a rough boot camp, okay? So... We had our little polished pebbles who help her work on small talk and ask her questions like, what was your childhood like? Are you nervous? What are you going to do? And then I had some heavy-hitting people. And, again, the UT in action, Sandy Lynn, who was the publicist for CUT at that time, helped us train Deneen, too. And when we got her to Washington, D.C. to introduce the First Lady, she got up there and gave that speech, Galen, and she was so authentic, so south side, such a great speech. But she was classy and she was excellent and poised that when the First Lady Michelle Obama got to the microphone after being introduced by Denise, she got there and she said, well, there you go. And that's what the South Side of Chicago produces. So it set the tone for the country, for that audience that day. Like, forget what you see on TV and forget the hype that you've heard. The South Side of Chicago produces excellence like me and our President Barack Obama and the South Side of Chicago produces excellent young women like Deneen Borner. And so it was a great statement, and it became almost like a, a, a mantra for Polish Pebbles coming back, and it helped increase the confidence of the girls in our program. So much to the degree, this is what started happening. After Deneen spoke, uh, we started the next school year, and I was at one of my elementary schools, and one of the young ladies who had helped Deneen that previous year with her speech Tugged me on my shoulder, and she said, "Miss Kelly. And I said, yes. Yeah. She said, so when you choose the next young lady to go to Washington, D.C., I just want you to know I want to be selected. I want to be considered. And that said to me, Galen, that now 
these girls who grew up on the south side of Chicago, which people talk about so negatively, don't see it in a negative light. They know that the south side of Chicago produces this level of global excellence that they want to be associated with, but more importantly, they know that level of global excellence is who they are. So I have to say it was probably one of our proudest moments um, with Polish Pebbles was, was having Deneen introduce the First Lady at the National Mentoring Summit. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that I actually was speaking with some of your young ladies right after that happened or soon after. Um, I came in to do uh, with the the men come in to speak to right. the young ladies. Right. You, you, yeah, and I remember you um, speaking about that story. That I'm I'm remembering now because you gave an abridged. You gave a really nice long uh, explanation of what happened and and how that happened step by step. And you know the the young ladies were really in tune to what was being said. And I think it's a great example yet again of what can be produced when we just pay attention. You know, one of the things that you said we have to recognize that they're God's children. And God's potential is within them. And we have to know it's there first, because if we don't, then we don't necessarily engage with them properly. But, you know, but I think that that comes from the authentic space of knowing who you are spiritually, because if you don't know then it's hard to see something in someone else that you can't see in yourself. And I I think another thing that's really important and, and, Reverend Linda Shepard used to say this all the time was, uh, we're all on a journey. So often when we come into this space of teaching or working with young people or mentoring, we think more so about what we have to impart upon the young people. But the reality is when you get involved with this work and you're teaching and working with people, it is very much a journey of personal development for you too. And so we're growing right along with them. Um, And I've experienced that repeatedly through my work with Polish Pebbles and get reminded of it all the time. I had a young woman uh, just a couple of weeks ago, one of my first Pebbles, you know, in the program, come in, and, I mean, the way that she spoke to me, Galen, was just like, you know, with such conviction and such strength. And she sat me down and bought me breakfast that day because she's preparing to go off to college, uh, you know, and starting in a couple of weeks. And she says, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she says, you need to just keep doing what you're doing because I know it gets rough and I know you want to quit, but you had an influence on me and these other girls. So it's, it's never just about, it's not a one-way street. It's two ways. And so we have to be open to seeing a God in them, but we have to be open to what they have to impart for us to strengthen our ability to accept and see the God within us too. So it's, yes. just, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience. Yes, yes. I think that that's one of the things that people tend to forget when they're dealing with children is that they're also dealing with fellow souls on the journey. I I can remember before Angel was born, um, you know Angel well, uh, Herbert Lassiter pulled me to the side and he said, you know, you're about to be a father. And he said, I want you to always remember this. And I've never forgotten it. He said, just as much as she's coming to learn from you and her mother. She's also coming to teach you. Yeah. And I've never forgotten that, you know, because it's, yes. it's, it's one of those things that, you know, as a parent, you sometimes, you know, this is what I have to give my child. But every right. soul shows up here with gifts to give. Yeah. And we have to be yeah. mindful of that. And then w- when we engage like that, it, you know, it's my reminder that that this soul in this body is playing a role 
in this incarnation, but she preceded it and she will transcend it just like me. And therefore, you know, the role of being my daughter is the role that this soul has picked up. But that's not the totality of who she is. And it's no different with any of our children or any other individual that's on their soul experience, soul journey, learning, developing, and trying to understand who they are in God and who God is in them. It's, it's, it's part of the process, and we need all hands on deck to remind each other mm-hmm. because, as you know, as we teach here at the church, the primary cause of suffering is forgetfulness of our divine nature of spiritual beings with dominion over our thoughts and feelings. That's the JCI teacher in me having to say the whole quote. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yes, you know, yes, normally yes, people yes, just yes, say forgetfulness. Yes. We're like, what did you forget? You know, right. you forgot, you know. Right. But so, um, as as you're doing this work and um, expanding it, big picture. I mean, like really big picture, not current experience, but as you see the ideal in your mind, where is it going? Um, you know, I think. We continue to see, uh, you know, Polish Pebbles growing and serving girls here in Chicago, uh, but continue to have an influence on people across the country who are saying, I want to do something. I want to get involved. I don't necessarily know how, don't have the model on how to do it. Um, How do I build partnerships and relationships that will help foster the growth of my organization. And so I really see us taking a leadership role and being able to support others in doing that, Um, whether it be, you know, direct training, whether it be through, you know, more teaching tools like the book, They're All the Same Girl. Um, So that's where we look at seeing this going, you know, helping people understand what these different communities of girls are in need of, um, helping people understand they have the solutions and what they need, right? Every idea comes fully closed and helping them they are know that they are part of the solution and equipping them with the proper tools to be able to go about doing it with excellence uh, and efficiently because we learned that at Christ Universal Temple. Reverend Johnny Coleman wasn't going to let anything that wasn't excellent go out. Um, so I, I think that's how I see us um, continuing to grow. But I'm going to tell you what, what really makes all that happen and why we've continued to be around for seven years um, and that's relationships and community. There's three C's in Polished Pebbles. The first is communication, right? I've been talking about how communication is so important, the skill set we teach our girls. I've talked about our business partnerships, so career development is really important to us. But the final C in Polished Pebbles is community. Relationships make our world go round, and relationships ain't easy. So we've been talking a lot about the relationship between the adult mentors and the young people. But, man, it's the relationships between organizations, between leaders, between volunteers that really is is the heart of the matter. And that's that, you know, that touchy-feely, heavy stuff that sometimes we don't want to deal with and address. And so when we're talking to people about how to build a program and how to build partnerships, hey, it's a lot of give and take, um, which is all about, you know, having strong relationships. It's a lot about having good communication skills. It's a lot about thinking about what you bring to the table, you know. So we form partnerships with all these businesses here, 
locally. The local businesses are helping support our national growth. But that takes time, you know, to, to foster those relationships. We even had uh, some girls groups in South Africa contact us, and I've been coaching them on how to grow. There's a chapter in the book um, about that as well. But it takes patience. It takes uh, kindness. It takes love. And so it, it's the little individual relationships that form the larger relationships and partnerships that really are helping to foster and catapult our growth. So at the end of the day, I can't get away from Namaskar. <laughs> at the end of the day, the big big picture with Polish Pebbles is still based on our ability to see and perceive and recognize and honor the God within all the people that we deal with. Um, and so it, 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 it's complex and it seems big, but at the, at the same time, at the end of the day, it's real simple. And if I haven't learned anything else from being at Christ Universal Temple and learning from Johnny Coleman, it, it, the, the most profound things in the world can be real simple and real basic. Um, and if we keep it right there, um, then, then we can't help but to continue to succeed. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And we only have a couple of minutes left. So I, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know that is, you know, you're moving. <laughs> so I know getting you on the phone for an hour can be challenging in the midst of your work day. So thank you for coming on. I want to make sure that the people who are listening to this show, and actually we, ha- we have um, listeners in, in um, South Africa, a few of them that have reached out to me. So that might be something where they might be able to um, – connect after they listen to this show but just to be able to know how new thought affects the community without necessarily sounding religious and i think that's important uh you know you know new thought has been incorporated in many things and and you don't have to walk around with your science of mind book or bible or lessons in truth to teach truth to be the example of truth. And, I, and so it was really important for me to have an example of how all of the things that we teach can show up without ever using religious terminology and still affect the community. So, you know, thank you for being the example of what that can look like now and going forward, because all of the principles are still being taught without necessarily having to wrap it up in a religious uh, context so thank you for being you you know and, and thank you for saying yes to your calling because as I think you realize it is a calling yeah yeah no it definitely is and sometimes you want to back away from the calling <laughs> but you get those reminders that you know this is exactly where I'm supposed to be and you know, it provides you with the rewards, the gifts, um, but uh, also the reward of the challenge of being able to continue to work on your personal evolution. So it's important. And I just want to thank you for being such a great ambassador for Polished Pebbles and the work that we do and, you know, of course, an ambassador for, for New Thought and for Truth um, and providing us with this platform. And you've been one of uh, you along with uh, uh, Reverend Wells and, um, Reverend Rod Norton, you guys have been ambassadors and supporters for Polish Pebbles and the work that we do from from day one. Um, so thank you for the platform to be able to continue to grow what we do and enhance our impact. So thank you. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. So uh, we have to wrap up now. It's getting close to the five minute before mark. So uh, callers, um, again, if you want to reach out, you know how to reach out to her with polishpebbles.com. You can get the book. They're all the same girl. Um, let's support good work. So go on the website, check it out, and as God leads you, support it. We need, we're the transformation. God doesn't, there's no personal God that comes down and fixes problems. God works through the individual. So let's be the stand for the transformation we want to see in the world and especially in our own communities. Thank you. God bless you. And I'll be with you in two weeks when truth transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Haven't we all stood on the bank of a quiet pond and tossed a stone into the water? Haven't we seen the ripples move outward from the place where the stone entered the water until the whole surface of the pond danced with the movement of energy? Before long, we could no longer clearly see the point where the stone entered the water. My inner environment of thoughts and feelings behaves much like a pond. When I introduce a thought of peace into my mind and heart, that single thought creates a ripple effect that really does change the world. From its beginning point within me, peace ripples out to fill my inner world and continues to move out into the world around me. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. This world as it is. 
The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 